All right, get more Star Wars from the Back to Tank each and every month when you sign up to be a Patreon pledger. Head over to patreon.com slash Digital and pledge $5 or more a month, and you will gain access to more Star Wars from the Back to Tank discussions, ranging from book reviews, comic book discussion, and additional topical breakdowns, news, updates, you name it, we do it. Head over to patreon.com slash Digital pledge it helps us keep the lights on in the studio if you don't we're gonna be living in rags like ray (laughs) (laughs) warning from the back to tank contains adult language and discussions if you're easily offended do not continue we would be honored if you would join us Workups on your condition indicate that all damage has been reversed. Recovery is total. I believe you have been quite fortunate. No further thanks are necessary, Commander, but you are most welcome. It is my function and pleasure as a metaphor to help and heal human beings. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. All right, hello, welcome to Star Wars from the Back to Tank. This is the Star Wars Resistance Edition. I am Michael Flores, your host, and I'm swimming in the back to waters with David. Hello, David. It's good to be back in the back to waters. Yeah, took some time away so that we can get ready for this rush, this just rush of content. (laughs) This avalanche. It's going to be an avalanche. Well, usually avalanches are a bad thing, but I'm going to I'm gonna be happy with this. In fact, let's call this a rainbow party. Let's be on our knees with our mouths open. <laughs> I think that's a good thing, right? In some circles. Okay. Yeah? All right. Yeah, I, I, I will accept that. I will accept that. Yeah, a bukkake party, if a you bukkake, will. A bukkake of Star Wars. Star Wars. Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's a lot of pressure. I feel writing on resistance and not just resistance, but the premiere. Uh, Of course, we found out during summer break that this will, in fact, be the final season of Star Wars Resistance. The powers that be have felt, at least this is what they stated. The official statement is they felt like it's a an appropriate ending with the end of an era with the Skywalker saga coming to a close. At the end of December, with the debut of The Rise of Skywalker, they said, well, you know, it it feels right that we should end this as well, since this story is so intrinsically tied to the events of the Skywalkers, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because, like, you have to actually, we all remember the fact that they said the Rise of Skywalker is the end. It's the final chapter. Yeah. Everything after, everything, everything before Rise of Skywalker, that's it. No more. Yeah. And like. Well, then they announced the relaunch of a Marvel Star Wars title, but uh, well, that's a discussion for another <laughs> that's show. A discussion for another show. And then you get hypocrisy like that. But <laughs> Hey, guys, Star Wars is ending. Oh, wait. There's more. There's more. Did we forget to mention Disney Plus? Yeah. <laughs> so Lot is writing on 
I think the first quarter of Star Wars Resistance. It is. If I was yeah. just enraged, I would feel the pressure because I think a lot of eyes are on this show right now, even though it's not the show that I think Lucasfilm and Disney was hoping would be. It would be. I think a lot of people thought this was going to be the next Clone Wars, the next Star Wars Rebels, but unfortunately, it did not turn out that way. It does have a solid fan base. It has a pretty passionate you know, following, and I would include ourselves in that. We are big yeah. fans of the second half. The first half was a struggle bus. was it, a struggle it, bus. It was. It was a struggle short bus, if you will. It was a, <laughs> just piloted by Kaz himself. Kaz was the only member on that short bus. <laughs> Fortunately, they were able to repair many of our issues that we had uh, with the first half, and we ended up getting a very, I felt, satisfying second half very very happy oh very very happy it was a really well done second half uh, uh, i would say arguably that that was the best bounce back i've ever seen of a series uh, of a tv series i've covered i would agree i would agree because, Dave, like, because i don't think we expected that to happen i think yeah. at the end of the second the first half of season one we're like fuck this show yeah like honestly we, we yes. were we were upset we were, we were like, upset. I, and we were big old fucking Star Wars fanboy babies. We were, yeah. admittedly. But at the same time, the show, we can be honest, the show wasn't that good. Something happened, second half, they came out the box swinging, and it, I would say it was some good fucking Star Wars. Yeah, they connected with a lot of great hits, and they, they stuck to a narrative that made sense finally. You know, well, they were they repaired the show in the they sense repaired that the show in the sense that Dave, what was our? We don't have a problem with silliness. We understand yeah. that this is a kids show. It's it it premieres on Disney XD. We get we or Disney Channel. We get that, it, but that doesn't mean it doesn't that doesn't mean it needs to be forgettable, forgettable. and pointless. And the first half was kind of pointless. It, there was really no reason to watch. It was inconsequential. Second half was relevant. And that's all we wanted. You can have all the silliness you want. Look, I love Phantom Menace for the most part. And that that movie is filled with silliness, but it's not inconsequential. It yes. matters. It and matters. I felt like Star Wars Resistance, the first half, just didn't matter. But yeah. fortunately, Justin Ridge, we already know Justin Ridge, is, Justin Ridge is an amazing talent. So he probably sat back and said, okay, you know what? This We're having a good time. This is fun. But... We need to make this matter. We need to make some adjustments here. Well, not just and they matter. they made them. Well, not just that it mattered, but also they repaired our belief in the main character because and that was the, the, one of the biggest problems. one of the yeah. biggest problems of the, of the first season was that very beginning where you're like looking at looking at the show and saying, okay, you expect me to rally behind this idiot, yeah, and and and. At the at the end of the first half of the uh, last season, you really were like going, okay, it's it's a bear. I can't I can't stand Kaz driving this short bus. Right. <laughs> so, right. but then you get to like the 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 mid season, and you made me care about Kaz. Yeah, that was a that that in itself is a Herculean monumental effort by by the writing staff of resistance is you made us care about Kaz again. Right. Because now Kaz had motivation. Yes, he can be silly all he likes, but 
you gotta get you gotta make the audience believe in your hero. And for for better or worse, for for a lot of Star Wars fans out there, Kaz is the main lead. Oh, he is. Not not for better or worse. Or for some fans, I should say, he is the he lead. He is the lead. Yeah, you have to care about you him. You have and, to care about and him. And the thing that's weird with the first half, and I don't want to harp on it too much because we already went through all yes. of that. But the thing is, is that, and I think that what frustrated us is there were tons of ingredients there. Uh-huh. You had the fact that his father was not happy with his decisions, was appalled with the fact that he joined this terrorist organization. I mean, there was so much there. There was so much there they could have used. Unfortunately, they didn't use it. Uh, finally, in the second half, as I said, it all came together. And I feel like we're in a good place for this for this season, especially with the the finale was one of the best episodes of the season last year. Just the way they brought everything together. I mean, I felt like I was watching Star Wars, and that's all I ever want to feel when I when I sit back and push play. I just want to feel like I'm being transported into the world of Star Wars, and I did. And the same thing goes for this season premiere. Again, there's a lot of pressure. I don't envy Justin Rich. Being the first show out the gate, Dave, the first show to delve into post or, as it turns out, possibly parallel the last jedi that's that's pressure that's pressure. I, I don't care how you want to shape it mix it up throw it in a box and try to spin it that's a lot of fucking pressure that's a, that's a lot of pressure i mean that's it's not as bad Sometimes as JJ. a little pressure is good dave just a little like pressure underneath the ball area i mean <laughs> but just you don't want to puncture the air you, you don't, don't want to push too hard area. but like in all honesty I feel sorry for Justin Ridge at this point because a lot of people keep comparing him to Dave Filoni. Yeah. And well, that he's is his protege. That's that in itself has to be the hardest thing because unfortunately It's kind of like when you when people compare you to me, right? Dave? <laughs> so stupid. Oh yeah. Yeah, that shadow is just so gigantic. <laughs> Mostly my own head. <laughs> but like it, for Justin Ridge, it has to be tough because if you think about it, out of all the animation in Star Wars, right, is there anybody else that has run anything besides Dave Filoni? Yeah, I mean, how? how no. I know, dude. It, 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 he's in a no-win situation. He's in a no-win situation. I mean, right he took over for, for Filoni for, what, about a season and during the Rebels car- run? And he has to carry the banner of Star Wars animation. Yeah, and not to mention, let, let's just say it's a fucking atrocity what happened to him at Star Wars Celebration. And we haven't spoken about this yet on a show. I mean, they he's in the middle of talking about the second season. He's all smiles, talking about what they have planned, and they cut the broadcast <laughs> to go to some bullshit interview in the halls yes. of Celebration. Of Celebration. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> when, when you get outshined by... A different animation series that honestly doesn't deserve the attention in, say, Star Wars Forces of Destiny. Yeah, please. Which is like only 15-minute short film. Not even 15, actually five-minute. Five-minute short films of Star Wars. And you get outshined by that. And yeah. you, are a, you are a full-fledged working television series. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> what yeah. the hell? Well, it goes right back to, I guess, the theme of this discussion. It's the pressure and all the eyes are on Justin Ridge. Yes. So he has a lot 
he has his work cut out for him. Uh, it, it, fortunately, as I said, he strategically gave himself an awesome place to go for this year. Uh, the opportunity, as we find out, it's not so much post the last Jedi. I think that's what a lot of us assumed. We're, th- we're thinking because the events of the Force Awakens butts up against the events of the last Jedi. I think a lot of us just assumed, oh, okay, this is going to be uh, somewhere, you know, in between or after. I mean, how do you like how and we're going to be able to delve into territory that the movie didn't get into, and that's still the case. But it seems like. Because Captain Phasma is still alive. And it threw me off for a half a second because I had assumed this is post The Last Jedi. But it looks like this specific episode is running parallel to the events of The Last Jedi. Because I was like, what the fuck? This bitch is alive still? <laughs> you you, how you does too, she huh? Not, how does she? How is she alive still? <laughs> I just realized that while I was watching. I'm like going, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I thought this was after Last Jedi. She should be dead. He's on back, bitches. <laughs> can't but kill me. I honestly, I honestly I'm like that like, turd. You can't flush. You can't flush. <laughs> you keep trying. She's like a, that one nugget that won't go down yeah, the drain. You, you have that hot date coming. But guess what? I'm not going to flush. She's going to see me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was like. I was, I think I was just like every other Star Wars fans that was tuning in, kind of confused. Wait a minute. I thought this was supposed to be like after Last Jedi. Yeah, we had all assumed, yeah. But from, just from how the story has gone, it has been presented to us. Now it seems like, just like what you said, it's running parallel to it. Which might be kind of cool, Dave, because then it doesn't make the writers feel like they have to play safe. Because that's something we don't want. We don't want them like, hey, guys, let's meander over here for a while to where it's obvious that they're trying to not step on the toes of a movie that has not come out yet. Yeah, that would suck. That would suck. That would really suck. And I don't want that. I don't want this show to feel like it's just kind of it's dodging. It's bobbing, bobbing and weaving through all the things they can't delve into. So possibly running parallel might be a good thing. Yeah, I, I and actually for this, I mean, we talked about like the similar instance that happened at the end of the last season of Rebels. Right. Where everything just seemed, okay, we, we thought that it was going to end at the uh, beginning of Rogue One. Right. That's how it, Wait, it should. Wait, which one? Rebels? Rebels? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We thought, okay, it's going to run right into uh, Rogue One and we're going to get that. But instead, they decided to run it parallel, but then at the right moment, take it all the way past everything and just do that epilogue. And it was a genius maneuver. Yeah. They can't do that with this show though. They can't be like, Hey guys, we're going to do it again. We're going to jump way past the the rise. Go to the well one more time. And like, yeah, it would be very strange, but this is the final season. I'm not saying they can't do some time jumps. They can. But don't do such a you don't do a rebels the way rebels did it it worked for that show it worked they, because of they, the pacing of the they, show they cheated a bit yes. Let, let's just say what they, they cheated. cheated they cheated <laughs> but I think all of us are okay with that because we don't want Ezra's story to come to an to an end we didn't want the Ron story to come to an end we didn't want Sabine and Ahsoka's story come to an end it's, it it would feel way too soon for these awesome characters to just all right we're done let's wrap it up. So I think all of us were on board with that cheat maneuver, but they can't do it again. 
Yeah. This is going to end differently. I'm not saying they uh, people can't have a happy ending, uh, but um, we can't do a cheap maneuver like that. We have to definitely give some definitive closure. And I think we're on that path, Dave, especially when you look at the events of this of this episode. Yeah, uh, they mentioned. Which I loved. They brought to it our attention that Kaz could still be. He should be at least unless he's a sociopath. He should be going through some issues. I mean, they mentioned it for a reason, reminded the audience that his fucking parents just got murdered literally like five minutes ago. Yes. Like that's still a thing. Yeah. His entire home world blew up, got destroyed by the first order. And I'm glad they mentioned that because I'm hoping they use that as emotional motivation to really push the narrative forward this year if they were With to Kaz. if they were let, let's say they can't go in certain places they have to meander just a bit because of running the risk of step stepping on the toes of the rise of skywalker right or whatever or they may have planned for in between that that year time span it's a year right is that yeah. what we've heard um then make it very personal make it very personal the ingredients are there you blew up Kaz's parents yeah, that's a that should be enough right there to push this story forward for twenty some episodes. Not to mention, not to mention the thing they have going on parallel with Kaz and the Goliath, the Colossus, the Colossus, uh, and that's of course the issue with Tam. Yes, which I have to say, uh, a slow clap for Justin Ridge and yeah. the writing crew. Because what a fucking way to end the episode. Dude, that was good. It was really good because, like, I love if they do this narrative of the parallel between Kaz and Tam, it will be amazing. Uh, man, I love because, it. Because honestly, the way they set it up, Tam isn't a villain. I love the fact that they don't they don't form her as, oh, she's gonna she's gonna be against the the resistance crew. Yeah, she is going to because she chose the first order. But you kind of understand Tam's reasoning. It goes right back to one of the one of the first lines, memorable lines from A New Hope that we have used time and time again throughout Star Wars from a certain point of from view. From a certain point of view. And from a certain point of view, has is a piece of shit. Yes, he is. He lied. He was deceitful. He was hiding things. The first order has done has been nothing but upfront with me. They they help us. They, they have done this for us. They keep the peace. I mean, from her perspective, the empire was also good. Yeah, and and I understand that some fans out there will will say that. Oh, but the everyone under the sun should understand the first order is evil. Do you think the people like, living in North Korea and China really truly, I'm sure, I'm sure some are, are awake. Yeah. But do you think every single person living their life day in day out, do you think they truly understand when they are cut off from everything, the internet, do they, do they understand the gravitas of their situation? No, they no, don't. They don't. They don't know any different. Yeah. They, they're just, they they're think just, that J- Kim Jong Un is the greatest lord of all time. They think he's a god. It's propaganda, and, propaganda. And, and if that's all you see day in day out, and in and all facets of media is being controlled, then that's you have to kind of take it for face value. You got to kind of 
understand that not everybody has the American uh, pessimism. Is that the right word? Pessimism? Yeah. Pessimism. That, how come that doesn't sound right? Pessimism. That's right. Yeah. It, it, I, I, I what a strange right. word, Dave. <laughs> Pessimism. I never realized that before. <laughs> but like, but not everyone has that jaded American mentality. Oh, yeah. And it, so it, when you put that into a, a fictional situation like with Star Wars Resistance, it absolutely makes sense for Tam. Yeah. And and I I really I really applaud Justin Ridge for going that narrative it's smart taking that very mature narrative very mature theme uh, yeah that that, that's a better word for it yeah you know tam is not just a villain at this point because tam is an understandable person that chose a side she believes is doing the right thing it's something we can all understand yeah it's not like wait what the fuck are you doing yeah and like the the especially I give a lot of props to that final part, uh, the final half of Resistance, because all of the scenes with the First Order and Tam had me glued to my seat. Because, yeah, for sure. The easy route would have been to show, oh, the First Order is evil and you can't trust them and blah, 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 blah. They're using you. No, a lot of them are chose this path. And it's it, and the sad part is this is the type of story and type of themes and tones I was hoping to get with Finn in the movies. Why is Finn the why did Finn choose the first order in the first place? To be able to actually do that, but instead get that type of storytelling and themes and tones with Tam yeah. is like is great. And Justin Ridge is doing a fantastic job handling it because Let's face it. He has to handle mature themes and storytelling on that side. And then you have to do slapstick comedy with Cass. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's I, a it's, tough juggling. It's a balancing act. It's for a balancing sure. act. And I feel like he's doing a great job delivering the much needed lighter tones. You know, the more fun loving moments mixed with some very real Star Wars moments. And I feel like this episode is a really good representation of that because the opening five and a half minutes, I felt like I was watching a Star Wars movie. I was like, holy shit, this is good. I mean, with the way it opened with the villains and uh, Captain Phasma and then our immediate baddies along with Tam, it was it was great. It was great. I was like, holy shit, this is really fun. Um, but overall, I feel like the episode was really, really strong. The pacing was good. I loved how they went back and forth from baddie to the good guys. I, to me, that's a very, um, simple template to follow. If you, if you want to feel like star Wars, if you want to feel like star, Wars, you keep having those intercuts, you go from baddie to goody and it works. It makes you feel like you're in a Star Wars film. And they did just that. They showed the resistance and they went to the first order. They showed the resistance and then yeah. they went back to the first order. And the way they laid the groundwork for this impending confrontation between Kaz and Tam. And the, we all know it's going to end bad for Tam. Whether she dies, I, that remains to be seen. Tam or Kaz. But it's going to... Yes, it's I think it's no. I, I mean, cats. I mean, uh, this is what I mean, though. Yes, I, I, I'm leaning to the fact that it may end bad in terms for Kaz when it comes to like his, his end, like his life, possibly. But what I mean is, 
the when the realization hits Tam that she has chosen the wrong side, it's going to happen. It's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. She, at some time, at some moment, she's going to realize she chose poorly. Yeah. And that moment is going to be fucking great because that's drama. <laughs> that's that, drama. That, that is tragedy. That is Shakespearean. Now, let's say, let's go at it the other direction. Let's say she doesn't. Let's say she has bought <laughs> the farm and she believes. And she believes. And she goes down. I think from from our perspective, it's also tragedy. It's also yes. tragic. This person was so stubborn and felt like she was done dirty so much that she has refused to see reason and she's going down with the ship. Yep. That's also bad. So honestly, I feel like Justin Ridge has written himself into a beautiful place. Uh, many times we see writers write themselves into a corner, but with this specific situation, I mean, almost any direction when it comes to Tam will deliver. Oh yeah. Because like, I'm sorry, that one scene where she is going through everything that's happened and you hear the voices and you'd hear everything you see it through her eyes as she's putting on the first order helmet. That is just chillingly cool. I mean, it was powerful. It showed that basically poetic. It's poetic because she's literally cutting herself off. The first order is cutting herself off. That was the first moment she made the wrong decision. That was her step. Putting the helmet on. That was her first step towards the dark side, if you will. Yes, there's no force involved, but it's very, we're, we're dealing with Star Wars tropes here. I don't want to say tropes. That usually is, uh, well, it that, is, that usually it comes is with negative connotations. Star but, Wars themes. Yeah. Especially in, in regards to kind of like that Shakespearean type of tragedy. Yeah. I mean, you saw it in, we saw the fear, clear cut example of that was in uh, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. God, that, that doesn't get as. If that's not Shakespearean, I don't know what is. Yeah, I agree. Two brothers fighting it out, and you know that it's going to end tragically, and it does. This. But, David, they swing that lightsaber around, and they don't even hit each other. <laughs> uh, I'm an idiot. I don't understand anything. I'm a troll. I'm a Star Wars <laughs> troll. troll. I just like to hate on everything in order to justify the things I love. Wee! But like you get to this, can I murder people? Is it legal? <laughs> can I put? On, I, I, I can, truly, when, when it comes to Star Wars trolls, sometimes I really can I put on the helmet. Wish. Hey Tam, can I borrow that helmet for a second? <laughs> I just want to put down a few trolls, please. Let's strike them down like Yoda struck down. I, I, the I don't tree. even want to bury them six feet deep. I'm going to give them a shallow grave. A shallow grave. <laughs> I want to be caught. I want. I want to take the credit. Why did this person die? He was a Star Wars troll. Ah, it's okay. He was an idiot. All right. He was an idiot. Fair enough. You're free to go. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. Let's do a, do a little disclaimer here on Star Wars from the back of the tank. We do not condone murder. It is wrong. Please don't do it. Yes. <laughs> unless you're, but, unless you're a troll. But, but honestly, with, with this, I really hope Justin Ridge follows through. That's the thing. That's yeah. the question. Will, will Justin Ridge follow through with this narrative that he put in episode one? Uh, yeah the whole thing with tam and kaz could really lead to fantastic storytelling and it will help honestly continue the repair on kaz 
You got to. I understand you have I don't, to do. I, I don't think we need to repair cats anymore, Dave. I, I feel like. Um, I think we, we still do. We still do because, like, I'm sorry. Okay, the slapstick not, stuff is just okay. Well, they're not. That's not going to go anywhere. Like, yeah. Now, yeah. Let's talk about that for a second. Dave, I was going to ignore it. I was going to pretend it. Just like when somebody <laughs> accidentally farts, you just pretend. You know <laughs> pretend what? Pretend it's not there. You didn't do it. I'm just going to ignore Mike, it. How can you pretend with all the falling and the screaming? <laughs> okay, so I I feel like it's not needed anymore. Honestly, yeah. I understand possibly the first couple episodes you needed to have Kasuda be the silly person, right? It's a cartoon. It's for kids. He's the lead. We all want all the kids need to like him. He's funny. But I think now moving forward, I feel like it disrupts the the dark tones and the real story of this show. I wouldn't even say dark. You you have a character, the mature tones. You have Kasuda obviously struggling his family was murdered less than five minutes <laughs> yes. ago, and he's already being a nitwit. And he's being a nitwit. That doesn't make sense. And I don't, I don't get it because they, I feel like they, they were almost kind of ridding themselves of that last year. Uh huh. And now it's right back again. And I don't think it's needed. It's no different than having Obi Wan or Han Solo or Luke or one of our other leads, Ezra, which he wasn't, or Ahsoka. We've never had a lead where he's the dimwit. He's the comedy relief. You have the the sidekick be the comedy relief. You have the C-3PO's. You have the Jar Jar Binks's. You have the BB-8's. You have the Finn's, you know, because he was kind of funny sometimes. They have one in Niku. Exactly. That was my point. Niku is great. That guy could do no wrong. Every dumb thing he does makes sense and it's funny because it's built into who he is as a species. His very species. It's built into his species. His naivety. It works. Use it. And they did, and he was great this episode. I just don't feel like they need to do that with Kasuda. He's our hero. Keep him serious, especially because of what had just happened What had to just him. happened? Have and, you forgotten? And it, it was like, have they forgotten that basically Kasuda just watched his home world get blown up? Yeah, I... Um, that would probably haunt someone. Probably. I mean, did, probably, Dave? <laughs> no, that would. That would. And, and uh, I don't feel like it... And I'm very torn because I was telling you this off air as well before we started recording. I was a little annoyed, but then at the same time, I found myself laughing <laughs> and I just wanted to punt. I wanted to end my life you because life. this is where I get so conflicted and I like to, and I contradict myself because when the droid, the Imperial or the uh, first order droid yes. was shooting or trying to catch Kaz in zero gravity. I was like, what is this? I'm smiling right now. I'm laughing. (laughs) And Dave, sometimes we have to accept that just because it's something we don't want doesn't mean it's not working. Yes. And when you look at it that way, do you understand what I'm saying? Like it it may not be what we want in a Star Wars show, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's bad because I was laughing. Yeah, I was enjoying myself when I was watching it. Now, that's not the case with the first half of the season. Yes, at all. And I think the reason why I'm willing to smile and relax a little bit and enjoy the shenanigans is because we have a good story going. Yes, we whereas do. we didn't really have that during the first half of last season. Yeah, that was the that's the difference between this and last season was the fact that I'm open to some silliness if we have a good story, if we have a good story set up. You didn't have a good story set up in the beginning of the first season. You just didn't. 
It was Kaz became a spy just randomly because Poe was an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. (laughs) So like this one, you start, things may be the same. And that's what I like too. Things may look the same, but every once in a while you get these moments in the episode where you show that characters are dealing with some heavy stuff. You have Tora who, her character is Would it be wrong changed. that that it moves a little bit when she talks? Is is she old? Is she old enough? Is it like is that okay to say that? <laughs> is that okay to say that about a cartoon? She might be a, a, a Disney, little too young. A Disney cartoon? Well, it's a little well, hold bit on, too young. not the character, the actress because I'm digging that like whole Sama Hayek accent. Like I'm into well, it. Well, I know that the actress is of age. Okay, hold on. Let me be a douche here for a second. Yeah. Let me but, uh, go ahead and look her up. Give me a second. Don't interrupt me. Let's see here, Dave. What's her name? Tora. Let's see. Mirna Velasco. Let's see. How old are you? All right. <laughs> I like I like what I'm seeing here. Like what I'm seeing here. Oh. I okay. think she is of age. Oh, she is. Hey, Myrna, if you're single, hit me up. <laughs> but with those moments. David, I wasn't done yet. Pining after Myrna Velasco. <laughs> I, I just didn't want to be uncomfortable here because I'm staring at you and I don't want to know what you're doing. Hold, on, underneath I, the hold, desk. hold on. I'm almost done. <laughs> what the hell is are you doing? <laughs> This but, is a kid's cartoon. This is a kid's sake. cartoon. <laughs> Justin Ridge was probably like, you know what? These guys are really good. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> you sicko. I hate you. <laughs> but, She's my wife. <laughs> I mean, it's so funny. Oh, God. Uh, but like with, with those moments, it helped the episode and gave the episode that narrative push it needed because like, Yes, you you are allowed to just like what you said. Kaz can do all the silly stuff that he that they want him to do. Fine, but as long as the other characters, the other cast members, push the narrative forward and kind of help push Kaz forward, that's fine. Because the the funny part is when I when I rewatch the You're episode, not done yet, Dave. <laughs> when, when I rewatch the episode. Uh, the whole slapstick comedy with Kaz didn't bother them me that much because why? Niku's with him. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> that was that's an actually smart move. You put Niku there, then it makes sense that basically all this slapstick comedy happens. Can, can we get a black series for Niku? I, I would totally buy that. <laughs> can the next Force Friday give us a Niku black series? They got to give him some something because they didn't even give him a figure. I, what is year. up with that? He didn't even get the classic, you know, what is it? 3.75 yeah, figure. Didn't, he didn't get the uh, a classic figure. He is by far the best character of the show and they didn't even give him an effing figure. You had Tora, Kaz. Well, I, I should go out and get a Tora immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. <laughs> I'll do like a space balls. Come here, Princess Vespa. <laughs> Mike, are you in there? Knock damn you knock. <laughs> Alright, we need to wrap this discussion. Dave, give me your final thoughts and and our um our newly enacted RMD percentage score as well. Okay. As a percentage score, this this episode gets a solid 80. It did its job. What's what's the difference between a solid 80 and a not so solid 80? <laughs> not so solid 80 I'm would be kidding. basically uh 
Torah minus Torah. How's that? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> it makes me pretty solid. <laughs> but like, what a sick. It would be a, a. It gets a solid grade of an eighty to me because like, it you did your you did the job done. You, you did, did the you job did, done. You did the job well. Okay, Yoda. Okay. <laughs> you Justin Ridge actually gave us a narrative for a change at the very beginning. Thank you to for us to follow. We understand this is going to be a, a, a narrative that's going to follow Tam's progression in the First Order and Kaz's problems on the Colossus, and they're going to run parallel to each other. Fantastic. Keep that rolling. Yeah. Don't throw anything. Don't, th- don't try to make it complicated. Don't go for the high ground, okay? Yeah, don't try it. <laughs> but, like, uh, overall, really great start. I mean, if you look at it retrospectively from the first season this the way they started second season gives me more hope and hype into the series and that's what you need you need to give us more hype to watch the 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 show and and i remember when we covered the first episode of the first season it was nice and it was cool because everything it, it, it ran on the premise hey look this shiny new thing is here you get to see all the pilots. You get to see all the ships. You get to see Poe Dameron, Leia, everything, right? It's all shiny, but it's really a shallow pool. Yeah. In retro, And if you compare it to this episode, this is more kind of like, this is a standard pool. Yeah, they they didn't have to worry about giving us a bunch of fan service moments by including yeah. Leia and Poe Dameron. I'm so happy we didn't just, have any fan service. Yeah, I agree. Were you finished? Yeah. I was reading Myrna Velasco's bio here. So. <laughs> yes, I am finished. All right. Just so people are aware of our new RMD review score system that is now governing, or I should say we are using for every single discussion we do on this network for any piece of movie TV show we cover. Um, one through 40% is get fisted, thumbs down, thumbs down, 41 to 70% is it's a movie thumbs sideways. It's man, it's not bad. Think of it as possibly a C, right? Yeah. Uh, 71 to 90% is hell. Yeah. And 91 to 100% is kick ass. It's near perfect, which very yeah. few shows get that. Okay. So Dave, you gave us an 80. I'm going to give it a, I'm going to get an eight. I'm going to give it an 81. I think it's a good start for what this show is uh, and where they started originally. It's like nine day. And I'm happy with what they're doing. And I mean, even remember we do you remember we complained about the score last year? Yeah. Like, are we watching Star Wars? Because Star Wars is pretty much known for its epic scores. Even Star Wars Rebels had an amazing score by Kenner. Kevin Kenner, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the, the last, what, four minutes of this episode had a cinema quality score. It was epic. So good episode. Great start. As I said, I don't envy Justin Ridge. There's a lot of eyes on him being the first show to be post The Last Jedi this is the first of what the next six months of nonstop Star Wars. Yeah. A lot of pressure. I think they did a good job. So I'm looking forward to the next episode. And that concludes this week's discussion. We are now doing three days a week. We have uh, go ahead and we have given up. 
with our <laughs> tails <laughs> tucked between our legs. We will not be doing five shows a month or five shows a week right now, currently, just because it's just too much going on with television season and the rest of this network. Yeah. We do a lot in this network. Uh, something like 150 shows are released a month. So we will be doing three days a week, two shows on our regular feed and one on Patreon every single week. So still three shows and we'll be alternating and we'll get into more details on our next regular show. But we will be here all season long for Star Wars Resistance. I want to thank you, David. Thank you. May the force be with us. Ah, yes. 